Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. Allen going to keep it, lowers his head, and powers his way into the end zone. Josh Allen turned into a bulldozer and went two yards for the touchdown. Here's the snap. Give is to Pacheco right up the middle, cutting it back, and he's into the end zone. A four-yard touchdown run by Isaiah Pacheco. Snap by Ferguson, hold by Martin, kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good. No good wide to the right. And there is the last kneel down, and that will do it. The remaining 25 seconds will tick away as the Bills are only left thinking about what could have been as their arch nemesis in the playoffs strikes again. Chris Brown on the calls there on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Welcome into a Buffalo football Monday. A rough, a tough, a sad, angry Buffalo Bills football Monday. Sal Capaccio with you. Sneaky Joe DiBiase is here. Joe, we don't normally get a chance to talking on Monday, but I'm glad you're with me, man, because I'm uh, I'm in my feelings today, man. I'm just in my feelings, so I'm glad you're with me, buddy. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> they're, they're not the good feelings either. They are the worst possible feelings imaginable, which is why we knew that game was so big, because none of us wanted to be sitting here doing this show. No, that's right. That's right. We talked all week and all day yesterday, pregame, legacy game, and I want to get into all that in a minute. Let me just kind of set up the show for everybody today because it's a different kind of Monday today for a bunch of reasons. But it is the Monday Extra Point Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550 presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Excuse me. By Speed Global, around the corner or around the world, Speed delivers. So in less than an hour, the Bills will have their locker clean-out, locker interviews for the media and open locker room. I am right now at One Bills Drive. I will, I'm in the radio booth. I'll walk over to the area where that will happen. Um, Joe will take you the rest of the way. I'll pop in and out with sound from the locker room, whether live or shooting it back as quick as possible. So we'll get an idea of, you know, what players are saying as they wrap up the season here on the Extra Point Show. So you got both of us here. Um, Joe, if you want to call, Joe, uh, Joe, you'll have to tell, take the calls mm-hmm. there. I can't yep. do it on my end here. You can have, do that. So we might have some calls on hold. You can let me know. But in the meantime, you know, I just um, – I'm not ready to talk about what's ahead. I'm really not. And you can do that. And I know that you and Jeremy might have done that a little bit. And people are doing that today. I'm just not ready for it. I, 
I'm just talking about all the th- I'm thinking about all the things we talked about this week, Joe. I'm thinking about legacies. I'm thinking about how much this game mattered to this fan base, to this organization, for everything that's happened over the last several years. This team having them here and the Chiefs and getting them in your own building is what I mean. Not being able to win the game. What it means for Josh Allen, what it means for Sean McDermott, what it means for everyone who put so much into this and including the invested emotionally invested fan base and that's why i say i'm in my feelings about it i i i'm with everybody when i say i just don't know like if it will ever happen if it hasn't happened yet and it didn't happen yesterday and i'll be the first to tell you you have this incredible quarterback who's just entering pretty much the prime of his career and you got like 10 more years with him we think you know i mean that's let's hope so sure i i always say joe as long as you have 17 under center you have a window, but that window every year starts closing, and this was the opportunity. This was it. I, I did a few radio shows after the game this morning, and everybody said the same thing. This was the year to get the Chiefs. If you couldn't get them this year, do you think you'll ever do it? And that's what I keep thinking about, Joe. And I'm sitting here thinking about Josh Allen. And so I went on ESPN Radio yesterday, and I don't know if you know this. I kind of got into it with one of the hosts. Uh, oh. Meyer Metcalf, I think is his name. Yeah, we, we, we kind of went at it a little bit. And it was because it was uh, yesterday around 1230. And I'm only saying this because I want to kind of give the big, big picture. And it's fine. It happens, you know, it can be good radio. And their whole thing was, well, Josh Allen, the whole turnover thing. Turnovers. And can you trust him? Oh, you know, Bill's Mafia. He, he, what if he throws a pick at the end of the game and he loses? I'm like, dude, do you like know how good this guy has been in the playoffs? You, like, know what this guy means? Mm. And it's just, like, it's one of those things where everybody has this kind of narrative about him and Josh Allen. Now, what it is true, though, it is true that the quarterback gets the legacy part of it. The quarterback is he can't win the game or he can't get over that. But that is so unfair. I just did some numbers this morning. Joe, this is amazing to me. Josh Allen, of all quarterbacks all time, Joe, Mm. with at least 20 touchdown passes in the playoffs, he has the lowest interception percentage of any of them in the playoffs. All time, 1.1%. Yep. That includes everybody. Brady, Young, Manning, Mahomes. Mahomes is close. He's like 1.2. And yesterday we saw it on full display. He is incredible. And I just, I think about him in this spot. I think about what it means for him and his legacy and how unfair that is. But that's the nature of the beast. That's the nature of the business. And that's why all of this hurts so much today for Buffalo Bills fans to know you have this. And it's right there. And it hasn't happened yet. Yep. I I um I don't think it has to mean much for Allen's legacy. You know, like he he can he can undo it. I think the th- more of the legacy stuff is being attached right now to Sean McDermott. And you know, who who mm-hmm. knows how much longer he'll be the Bills head coach. Maybe he's also another 10 years, maybe it's 5 more years, who knows. But man, he He's really encroaching on the first sentence of his, you know, of his tenure described as Bill's head coach being he changed the culture and he also could never get over the Chiefs. Like, it's, right. it's becoming a thing. And, you know, I know we got, we got a lot of calls and a lot of today was, you know, did the Bills get out coached on both fronts? Steve Spagnola against Joe Brady, but also Andy Reid against Sean McDermott. It, it's, you know... I've seen some of both. I've seen a little bit of, right, the Allen stuff, which I think is pretty much nonsense, but I've also seen a lot of, like, Ben Solak. Some of the ESPN shows have been on this today that that 
Josh Allen's great and his organization is the reason why they're not the Chiefs. That he's as close to Mahomes as you'll get. Mahomes has six AFC championship appearances. Allen has one. And that's not yeah. Allen's fault. It's the org- it's the difference in the two organizations is the reason. Yeah, I understand that. And we've fielded calls all year on this particular subject and topic. Um, and I, I respect anybody and any comment that says in questions, have they reached their ceiling here with mm-hmm. this coach, this staff, this organization? Have they done that? Can they get over the Chiefs because they haven't yet? Can they get to a Super Bowl? Um, I respect that. I don't think that this ownership has the appetite for it. And I look, you know my feelings. And I think Sean McDermott's a really excellent football coach. I think this organization is going to be always in it. But I respect that thought because we've seen it happen in other organizations where sometimes you get to a certain point where you need a new voice. I'm not there and calling for it. But if people are and they want it, I understand it. It's Mm. totally an acceptable type of thought to have. No doubt about it. Um, I I don't know. I think yesterday was, if you want to say, like, what did he do or not do? Like McDermott, Mm -hmm. outcoach. You could point to certain areas. I mean, the fake punt. I had no problem with the philosophy of the fake punt. I didn't like the call. You're asking a backup safety to get five yards rushing. I didn't like that. If you want to point to that. I thought yesterday the defensive line just didn't show up. I don't know. Is that on coaching? Was there a scheme issue there? I mean, you got to win one-on-ones, too. I thought yesterday was the Chiefs' offense worked, not because the Bills were necessarily outcoached. I mean, they were depleted at linebacker. I don't know how much you can do. I just thought that, you know, the guys who normally you expect to win didn't win. And if you want to point to coaching, that's fine. Everything goes to coaching. It's their, it's coaches who put them in position. I understand that. Mm. But I, I think you had to have a stop, and you couldn't get a stop. And that a lot that to me was a very, very surprising thing given the way this defensive line has performed all year. So, yeah, I'll listen, and I respect any comment that says that. Like, hey, should they move on? Should they, hey, thank you, you changed the culture. We can have somebody else in here in a new voice. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think that you'll always have a look at it because I do think they're very good at what they do, but I totally understand that thought. We'll take some calls. Let's go. All right. Tim in Dallas, your first up. Getting connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online, NorthtownKia.com. Hey, Tim. Hey, sorry for your lost sale. And, uh, man, uh, like I said, it was a tough one. But me, honestly, I'm not surprised. Uh, I've seen this movie before, you know, as an organization – you keep Ken Dorsey as a prodigy child, and then now you decide to get rid of him in the middle of the season, knowing that you need a real OC, somebody's not influenced by McDermott's behavior or philosophy, need to call their own office a game. And that's one of the reasons why we lost against the Chiefs, and, and we continue to lose against superior teams in the AFC. So I'm going to stay on air, but I just want to get your commentary on because you say it's not the coaching, but again, well, I didn't say that. I didn't say it's. Not, I didn't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I didn't say it's not the coaching. Please understand what I'm saying. I didn't say that. What I said was I still think this is a a really good football coach, a head coach, and I think that there are lots of things that go into these things. I think players, players didn't win one on ones, things like that. I think you can definitely point to coaching for a lot of things, and anything that happens, by the way, it's always on coaching. At the end of the day, it falls at coach coach's feet. I do want to ask you though, Joe, do you agree with that? That like. I mean, when people say, I think it's a blanket thing people say, well, it's you change the OC for a yes man and, and philosophy of McDermott. I don't know. I think once Joe Brady took over, we see a ton of Josh Allen running. Mm-hmm. Didn't we hear before that happened that 
the organization yeah. told Ken Dorsey not to run Josh Allen? I don't know. I don't think you can have it both ways, I guess. I think that's what people try to do. I, I, right. I don't claim to know. I wonder, though, like what did cause their, their increase in terms of how much they run the ball? And it's not like they were the run-heaviest team in the league. They went from the 8th pass-happiest to the 14th pass-happiest. Um, eighth under Ken Dorsey, 14th under Joe Brady. So it did go up. And why in the game yesterday did they, you know, insist on running the ball in the second half when it was starting to become evident that the Chiefs had figured it out? You know, why did they run the ball with James Cook on first and 10, you know, on that final three set of downs? I think the only reason I wonder, like, what caused it is Joe Brady's background in Carolina and at LSU had been he was super pass-happy, sometimes even to a fault. But I also don't want to assume that it's McDermott told him you've got to run the ball more. I mean, that could be true, but part of my wonder is, did Joe Brady show up, want to do certain things with his offense, and he looked at his group of wide receivers and thought, I don't don't have the horses for this. I, I can't run the offense the way I might want. Trent Sherfield is a fine special teams player and a depth piece, but he started two games for this team and caught one pass in the playoffs. Like, how much can you really claim to do, you know, passing the ball down the field when he's lining up out wide every every snap? I think they really miss Gabe Davis. As much as he's inconsistent, I think they miss Davis a lot. Would they have thrown the ball more yesterday down the field if Davis had been out there? Does Davis make a catch that Sherfield didn't down where it hit his bicep or hit, hit him in the hands? I mean... I, I Again, I don't want to assume that it's wrong, that McDermott might have been part of the reason that they've been running it more and they've been a little bit more conservative offensively. Um, but I, I definitely have to think a big reason, too, is they don't have the weapons to to do what they did three years ago, and that is especially true when we're still trying to figure out why Stephon Diggs hasn't produced. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, so if... If you have a self-awareness that you don't have those weapons, well, you can say, well, it doesn't matter. We have Josh Allen. We can just keep throwing the ball. Or you can say, look, we have a hard time winning on the outside, so we're going to have to do other things, which means run the ball better, which means take the checkdowns. And it's, it kind of sucks to look back at the box score and see you had no pass plays over, what, 15 yards maybe. Yeah. Yep. I had zero pass plays over 15 yards. I mean, it that sucks. But I also think that if you know that that's who you are, you have to play it that way. So, for example, yesterday, I've seen a lot of debate about what the game plan was and being conservative and running the ball. I think they knew going into yesterday, Joe, they'd have a tough time stopping the Chiefs. Now, I don't think they thought that they'd have the kind of tough time they did. It was even worse. But that's why I think that their philosophy was, hey, run the ball. Keep Mahomes off the field. We have it. We're in, we're in tough with our defense today. We can't keep putting them out there. But you, but Joe, the problem with that is you have you have no margin for error, very little. Mm-hmm. You have to end every score almost with a touchdown, because if if they're just going to get the ball and score a touchdown, it doesn't matter, or at least hold them to a field goal like they did early on, and they didn't. And the opening drive, they get a field goal, and I'm like, move. That was an opportunity right there. You got to get a touchdown. I don't mind the philosophy, and I understand the philosophy of we got to keep it a little conservative, keep them off the field, run the ball. It was working in the first half for sure. But, man, you leave yourself very little margin for error when you do that. Yeah, and my, my my problem, my bigger problem, too, as much as, like, conservative play calling, like, it's not, I was not a fan of 
the strategy that they incorporated yesterday in terms of that working for four quarters. My bigger problem right. with this team and why they lost is when it was time to throw the ball because the Chiefs had figured out how to stop your run game, it was really hard. It was really hard. Like, they did go, they went 54 yards and got into field goal range on that final drive. It took them 16 plays to do it. It was tough for them to move the ball. And as much as I'm not absolving the defense at all, because I do not think they played well at all yesterday, but this is kind of the story with Sean McDermott's defenses, right? And this was a little bit of the case middle of the year, the Bengal game, maybe even the New England game when Poyer had a pick at the end. Even when this defense is playing at its worst, there they are still finding a way to give the offense a chance to win at the end with a fumble punched out at the goal line and then a stop at midfield on their next drive. I pointed this out this morning that the Chiefs scored their final points of the game with 14-20 left on the Mm. clock, and the Bills had three offensive drives after that. So again, not absolving the defense. They were not good yesterday. But they there they are again doing just enough to give the offense a chance. And with the run game not working, there it was. There it was. No one should be that surprised that you needed your weapons to produce and they weren't there to do it. And that and that's a big reason why I think the Bills lost yesterday. 8030550 if you'd like to uh, jump on board. Let me let me know if we have any phone calls here. We'll um, we got make a sure few. we take a couple. We got a yeah, few. go ahead, buddy. Let's take one now. Let's go to Daniel and Hamilton. Hey, Daniel. Hey, how's it going? Hey, morning. Good, thanks. I just want to talk about, because I, I, I know a lot of you guys, um, you know, the whole Josh Allen topic is, like, iffy because, you know, he, he's, he's definitely great. Definitely greatness in him. But I just feel when it comes time to the wire and when it comes down to the last two minutes, it's like he's not the guy that's going to win that game. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And it's like we talked about that drive, like the first the first drive of the game, and it's like you gotta score, you know. You like Joe. You can talk about Joe Brady, talk about Sean McDermott, but at the end of the day, it goes into his hands, and like he has to find a way. Did, like did, Mahomes finds ways. Didn't he find a way by putting the ball right in Stephon Diggs' hands, sixty-two yards down the field? I mean, like he... yeah, yeah, no, and I and I and I and, I, and, I, and I'm not absolving of, of Stephon, Stephon Diggs from his shitty play too. Part of my, my language, but it's like 
Oh, he dropped. Sorry, man. Well, I think back. we might have dropped him. <laughs> I think we oh. might have dropped him. Go oh, ahead, Joe. On that point, though, I just, I just, I mean, I don't know. He was any 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 conversation, any conversation right now. I guess maybe maybe I'm just a little hyper up on it. Maybe I'm just a little mm-hmm. naive about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little defensive of it. Any conversation that starts with Josh Allen being any part of the problem, I am not here for it at all. I I'm not either. I thought find ways. Did he not find a way on the Khalil Shakir touchdown from the 13 <laughs> yard line? Like. Find ways. The guy was finding a way. He was play, doing trick shots, right? Like their most successful plays were Allen on third and thirteen on the first drive. He runs forward and then laterals the ball backwards to Ty Johnson. It gets them in a position to go for it on fourth down. There was another play, maybe it was also a third down, where he does kind of the same thing. Where Allen starts running forward, he's kind of flips the ball to the left of Latavius Murray for a big gain, like. The guy's trying out there. There is not a structure. There is a structure to this offense, but it is not an efficient one when they're trying to get big plays. So, yeah, same as you, Sal. I I think we can pick apart a lot of things from yesterday's game. And he, listen, should he have, if there's one criticism I'd had of Allen, it was only on one play. He should have stepped up in the pocket to, to drive that ball into Shakir on second and nine on the final drive. Sure. But I think that's the only play I'd really want to pick apart from him the whole game. I mean, I just, speaking of the numbers in the playoffs, I ran them this morning. Joe, passing, rushing, and one receiving touchdown he had, by the way, against Houston in the playoffs. The man has accounted for 330 yards a game over 10 playoff starts. Mm -hmm. He has 27 touchdowns and four interceptions in 10 playoff starts. Any conversation that starts with Josh Allen is any sort of problem. I am just not here for it right now. 803-0550 is the number. I am here for you right now with Joe DiBiase. Sal Capaccio down at One Bills Drive. Joe's in our Amherst studios. He's going to take you the rest of the way when we uh, have locker clean-out time at 11 a.m. I'll head over there in a little while. We'll come back right here on the Extra Point Show. By the way, we are live on Facebook today on our Facebook page, WGR550. That's Facebook.com slash WGR550. Here's the snap. Allen going to keep it and run. Looking for the end zone, and he's in. Josh Allen, the beast, has been released. It's a five-yard touchdown run for Buffalo. Going to roll out to his left. Nowhere to go, fires to the end zone, and it's caught! Caught in the end zone for a touchdown! An unbelievable flick of the wrist from Josh Allen to who else? Glue hands, Khalil Shakir! He doesn't drop anything! Man, Khalil Shakir, what a turnaround of his season compared from preseason training camp where he is right now. He's really become the Bills' most reliable wide receiver that was our electric play of the game called by chris brown on the buffalo bills radio network it is brought to you by town mazda and town hyundai check out their exciting lineup of evs at townauto.com let's get to our extra point from the sidelines it is brought to you by catholic health catholic health the right way to care joe that um that play the the punch out at the goal line it was like literally five feet in front of me like Mm -hmm. you know i'm standing right there and man, was it close! But as soon as it happened, like I'm thinking, oh, touchback, touchback! I thought I did not 
think they were going to overturn it. I thought Hockley was going to say, yeah. no, I, there's not enough evidence. And to be honest with you, it would have sucked, but I could have seen that happening because it was very close. I really did not think at all they were going to give that call to the Bills. And right. in the stadium, um, you'll attest to this too, before they made the announcement, they showed Hockley, or Poyer maybe asked him, what what they were about to call and Hockley kind of wit like told them before he announced it and then right. you saw Hyde and Poyer start going nuts and the nuts and the crowd started celebrating yep. Hockley couldn't even get on the mic because everyone was celebrating what they already knew he was about to say no doubt and it was a, it was a great moment and it gave the team a chance and obviously they didn't convert at the end but it also is a piggybacks on I guess that is going to be talked about at the owners meetings coming up um, this offseason that rule uh, the the touchback Goal line, goal? touchback, yeah, out of the end zone there. Gotcha. I mean, so, right, it's, it's a huge swing. I mean, if that ball bounces yeah. straight sideways versus one yard further, it's the difference between second and goal from the one and first and ten bills at the 25. How about 20. early in the game, the Chiefs fumble in the Bills' red zone, and the ball comes right back to a Chiefs player, right? I mean, just oh, yeah. a bounce right the, there that uh, goes the Chiefs' way. There were wild fumble bounces. I mean, I still, as much as it was incredible that Poyer knocked that out, the most incredible yeah. fumble play of the game to me was that Spencer Brown somehow <laughs> flew in from, like, the moon and jumped on oh top of that gosh. ball in the final drive. Oh, no doubt about it. All right, um, let's... Also do our injury update. It's a Barnes firm injury update. Car crash for help. Call 1-800-8-MILLION. I don't... I call, Dalton Kincaid went into the tent. Um, Tyrell Dodson, but then he came back out. For the Bills, no one really was seriously injured to the point of yeah. being ruled out of the game or anything like that. The Chiefs had a couple of guys, but now, Joe, really what we do for the injuries is we look ahead. And Matt Milano and Tredavious White, mm-hmm. guys who didn't finish the season. Rasul, I'm sorry, not Rasul Douglas, Terrell Bernard, um, Taylor Rapp. I mean, that's really what becomes now of the injuries. And even a guy like Von Miller, and, you know, he didn't have the the greatest um, season, obviously, bouncing back mm-hmm. from and trying to from his injury. But that's what the injuries are going to be about, I would say, you know. And on, on that, Joe, I think injuries, you can't, what, what did everybody say? Injuries aren't an excuse. Well, they do add up, though, and I do think they played a role yesterday. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, they if they had been f- full force defensively, they might have been able to keep that team to 20 points. And we've had a 24-20 yeah. Bills Chiefs game like we've had a bunch of. Um, in the past couple of years. So, to me, heading into the offseason, I think Milano, I have a lot of confidence that he'll just be back, right? Broken bone. Um, yep. Usually it's easier to come back from in the NFL than ligaments. So, I don't have much... And many... he's been on the sidelines, by the way, at games. Right. He's been on the sidelines. He's on even on the road, like at right. the end of the season, standing around, not with any braces or anything, you know? So, yeah, so that's for, good news for him. For me, I don't wonder much about him for next year. The guy I'm most keyed in on is, is Trey White. Because ACL already, now Achilles, which is even more devastating, I think, to a cornerback. So his recovery and, you know, his contract situation, right? Like, maybe they want to restructure that. That's a big cap hit for a guy that you're not, you shouldn't be totally sure that he's going to, you're going to be able to count on him for at least the beginning of next season. Want to take some more calls? Let's do it. Let's go to Linda in Rochester. Hey, Linda. Hi, Joe. Hi, Sal. You guys are my therapy today. (laughs) Are we just jinxed? Are we? we, Did we tick off the football gods somewhere, and we are just jinxed? And that is what we have to resign ourselves to: is that 
we can enjoy the Bills, we'll go to the games, we'll shovel out the stadium, but we won't be able to have a Super Bowl parade. <sighs> um, just, yeah, what is my do you, do you, Now let me ask yeah, you, Linda, I will ask you this. Do you actually, yeah. do, you, do you believe in jinxes? Do you believe in that sort of thing? I, I don't, but with all due respect to anybody who does, it's okay. I'm not one. I'm not a really like superstitious person. I do sometimes go, oh, you know what? Uh, I did this differently last week. Maybe I should do this. So I guess I can be. But do you actually believe in that stuff? Uh, for the bills, I think so. Yes. In yeah. the rest of my life, no. There, <laughs> there has, and you know what? For all of our heart-wrenching defeats, it has always come down yeah. to special teams. It has. The two wide rights now, the home run throwback, the 13 second game it it has all just come down to special teams and wow. uh when you think about it i mean people can certainly prove me otherwise my my question is okay so if we accept the fact if that the bills are going to be the kind of team that only gets so far are there any people that would or could get into the Hall of Fame. My, of course, the first person would be Josh Allen. I'm thinking, does he even get into or considered for the Hall of Fame for however long he plays, even though he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring? I mean, I'm thinking yes, because he's breaking all of these rushing, throwing touchdown records like crazy. Um, the interception rate is like nearly nil for playoff appearances. So... I'm thinking, but, you know, how much do Super Bowl rings, you know, count in this? And my also my other question would be, would there be anybody else that could even be, even if we don't win the Super Bowl ring, would there be any else, anybody else that could be considered for the Hall of Fame? And I'll just hang up. Thank you for listening to me and being there. And, and yeah, I, I tuned into your show today because I knew – the previous show with Jeremy, they're going to be a lot of angry callers, so I didn't want to listen to that. So I'm I'm here. And, it's all and good, guys. Oh. For being there, thank you. We're here for you. We're here for you, and you're here for us. Listen, uh, Joe. I don't know. I think I think Josh is on track to be have a Hall of Fame career, regardless of what happens. But it helps to have hardware. I think about Lamar Jackson for this. He had, he doesn't have even a Super Bowl appearance, but he has an MVP and probably two coming up, and that'll help him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vaughn's going to go, but that's not because of his Bills uh, days. But, you know, maybe Stefan Diggs is on that track. I don't know. A little too early for all that kind of stuff. I hope we're not just putting legacies on people now, even though we call it a legacy game, because yeah. Josh still has about 10 more years to play. Yeah. He, man, if if he's... It's not even his fault. Like I, I think in the hierarchy, I know. you put him there just because of the hardware, right? But it's not even his yep. fault. But like, if it's gonna happen, if especially if Lamar Jackson goes to the Super Bowl, if he beats the Chiefs on Sunday, then he's probably gonna have two MVPs in a Super Bowl appearance. Mahomes, of course, has everything that he has, and then Burrow will have a Super Bowl appearance. Like, in terms of accomplishments, Josh Allen will be fourth, and I man, that doesn't sit well with me. Don't we all think he should be at least second in in that? That's where the frustration is. It feels like the Bills should have accomplished more in the last four years, yeah. and that's why there's angst. That's why there is. That's why there's calls for the head coach's job. It's not even to me like some of the X's and O's stuff because if you look at the season, he he overcame a lot defensively. The 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 conversation about the coach or the organization or whoever is just because 
you know this quarterback should have more. You, you know it should. So whether it's luck or whether it's their own doing, however it's happened, maybe it is the football gods. The, the frustration is everyone knows Josh Allen is good enough to have had at least one Super Bowl appearance by now. At least. Yeah, and by the way, Linda, just so you know, there are like five quarterbacks without any Super Bowl wins that are in the Hall of Fame, including Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, Warren Moon. I'm looking at the list right now. Um, Dan Marino, Fran Tarkenton. Now they've gone... Like Marino only went to one, but I do think you got to get there. But I think he's mm-hmm. he's on track no matter what the the numbers are. But Joe, you make a great point of comes in with this class. He's tied to Mahomes because the previous class and the trade that happened, obviously. And then here he is, and he's the guy that, although he's done all these incredible things, he hasn't been to the level, whether individually or team wise, that the others have. Yeah, let's go to Dave and Tonawanda. Hey, Dave. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. Um, mm-hmm. did just want to mention, uh, hell of a game last night. Um, as a Bills fan, obviously we're all disappointed. The Bills didn't basically get exactly where we wanted to go. Um, I think as a Bills fan, a lot of us Bills fans want to, want to know is why they would put DeMar Hamlin in for a fake punt. Mm-hmm. Well, I can answer that for you. I can answer that. I didn't like the call. I agree with you. Like, I don't think you should ask Demar Hamlin to run five yards. But the reason that he's the one in there is because he's the one that's always in there. You can't just change it up. If you put someone else in there, then you're tipping your hand that something different is happening. He's the protector. That's his normal spot. So you're not going to change it up just for a fake because then the team's going to know. Now, Actually, I think Cam Lewis would normally be there, but Cam Lewis is playing for Taylor Rapp, so everybody moves up a spot. But the general thought is, to answer your question, they didn't just put DeMar in. That's his normal spot. And if you put somebody else in, you're tipping them off. It's a fake. Now, I agree, though, that I didn't like snapping it to DeMar Hamlin and asking him to get five yards. Did you know, you, did you know they had 10 men on the field, the, uh, the Chiefs on yes. that play? And that's actually a question, Joe, that people had after the game for some of the players, which was... Mm-hmm. Did um? Did they have an audible? Did or they something? call it at the line? They right. didn't. It was called apparently when they ran out. Like Sam Martin basically told us that he knew there was a fake when he ran out of the field. He just didn't know. Like that's not his call. What's happening there? But he kind of knew it was a fake already. To that point, Sam Martin did talk. I would say you know I, you don't have to pat people on the back for doing their jobs, mm. but Tyler Bass, I give him credit. He um he stood in front of a lot of microphones yesterday and answered questions as well. But, Joe, it just goes back to what Linda said. Special teams. Think about all the heartbreaking losses the Bills have had over the years. Plenty of them have have fallen on special teams. And this is another one where you can point to a really poor special teams performance. Two two punts by Sam Martin and then the Mm. kick by Tyler Bass. It's been too often this year. And I think that Matthew Smiley is somebody that Sean McDermott really Mm. likes and believes in and trusts. But I would expect some staff changes this year, and I would not be surprised if that's a place that they look to make a change. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't be surprised after the way this year went. Yeah. I When I think of change for this, like, I, I don't expect, you know, obviously I don't expect McDermott. I don't. I expect Joe Brady to be back. Um, maybe they hire a defensive coordinator. I mean, McDermott could even still call plays if they if they hire a defensive right. coordinator. Um, I know I've mentioned Ron Rivera even. Like, they, they, there'll be options out there. To me, the change is going to come for players. Right, like hundred percent. That that's Most where the it, change. Yeah. They have they have cap problems and they are aging out. Like Micah Hyde's a free agent, and Floyd and Gabe Davis, and 
how, like, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about whether they should trade Dawson Knox or not. Like, I don't know how far they'll go with it, but they'll have options. And, you know, it's kind of the... It, it, if especially if it's Hyde and Poyer, it's going to feel more like the end of an era than anything. Um, or even if it's just one of them. Because those are the two guys that talked a lot about this last night. How they have been a part of this whole thing. The culture change, making the playoffs six or seven years. And this is... if. If you're not going to make sweeping changes mm-hmm. in the coaching staff, I, I listen, I wouldn't mind seeing some big changes getting younger, especially around the roster. I started the show this morning by talking about looking back in the past and where this game is and, you know, not the forward. You know, I've always had a theory, Joe. My theory was that if Scott Norwood makes the kick in Super Bowl 25, I think the Bills win at least one. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. One more Super Bowl. They may not go to four in a row, but mm-hmm. I think they win another one because I think that, that everything around the organization changes if you get that first one. If the Bills close out 13 seconds, do you think anything over the last two years is any different? Um... You know what I mean? Like you go into yesterday, yeah. like that's such a cloud hanging over you until you do it. Yeah, I know. Um, I think. I mean, I think they were going to win the Super Bowl that year, the first year. Right. So, like, that would be different. How? How? What else would be different from there? I don't know. Maybe the Bengal game would have been. Maybe they would have. Bengal game would have been different. I don't know about last yeah. night, but you know, when you're so mentally exhausted because of everything that led up to that. Maybe having some solace in knowing what you're capable of, knowing that you can that you've yeah. done it before, you know, maybe that would attribute to it. But I don't know. I know the injuries and yeah, what they true. had at their disposal for Allen to throw the ball to yesterday. I, I I wouldn't have predicted it would have been a lot different personally. Josh Allen, 
the Buffalo Bills, they will have locker clean out. They will speak to the media. A bunch of I don't know if Josh Allen well he did last night. But players will be available in the locker room here in a little while. So I'm going to head on over there. Joe's going to take you the rest of the way, but I'm going to check in with Joe from down here at One Bills Drive. We're all head over to the uh, locker room. We'll find out when we're going to hear from Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. I don't believe that's going to be today. It's usually within the next couple of days. Players will have exit meetings with them, and then we'll um, we'll begin the process of the offseason, which comes a few weeks too early for Buffalo Bills fans. We'll take a time out here on the Extra Point Show. Stay with us on WGR. Mahomes back to pass, has time, now has to roll out under pressure. Leonard Floyd can't get him. Double and back, still gets away, and he's finally wrapped up. Dorian Williams tackles him right at the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to punt it away. Sucks. Losing sucks. Losing them, losing anybody at home sucks. Yeah, that was pretty much uh, all Josh Allen had to say after last night's game. 27-24, Chiefs over the Bills. Locker room cleanouts. We'll have some reaction from more players coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. 803-0550. We're going to get back to your phone calls. I've got 15 seconds on the other game that happened yesterday before Bills and Chiefs. Todd Bowles should be fired this morning as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he did one of the most egregious game management things I've ever seen from a head coach in which he just quit. He had a timeout left. It was fourth down, 35 seconds left for the for the Lions. The Lions were up eight. They were about to. They would have had to kick a 48 yard field goal with 35 seconds left. I, they're not likely to win, but if the kick misses or the kick gets blocked then you get the ball back with 35 seconds left down eight I mean you could you could throw a Hail Mary you could you know throw a couple passes to get closer or you block it and return it like something could happen he just chose now what we're good we'll just give up season over I mean what was that all right back to the bills 8030550 is the phone number if you're on hold stay there we'll get right through phone calls when we come back we'll have plenty of time to get through them coming up in the 11 o'clock hour stay tuned it's the extra point show here on a buffalo football monday unfortunately the uh, final buffalo football monday of the season we'll be back after this jody biasi extra point show sal from the locker room as well coming up at 11 this is wgr How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.